And welcome back to the DeathStoreProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Joe, today we have Ziploc Bob. Hello. And Alex. Hey, everybody. And yeah, we got stuff to talk about this week, I think. I got something kind of big to talk about because it's a game that just came out. Which is something that we so rarely get to talk about on this fucking show. It is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yay. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, I got that game on launch day. It was the first time I've done that in a bit of a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got that. I've been playing it, and I have been loving it. Awesome. Yeah, I did not know this game was an RPG, though. Yeah, people kind of downplay that. What did you expect? I expected like a Far Cry style thing where it was like an open world, but it was more about the murdering and the crafting than like stats or dialogue trees. Yeah. But, but, it, then, I go, but then I go into the game feels... and it's like, oh, I, okay, so I've gotten like 9,000 metal shards and like half a fucking pig in my back pocket. Now do I want to get this armor that makes me more resistant to fire damage or this armor that increases my stealth? Right. Yeah, I from what I've heard from everybody that's played it, it's like they took a couple of pages from Bioware's book. Absolutely. It's the same kind of dialogue tree system where it is you, you go to you go to talk to somebody and then a radial wheel comes up with dialogue options. Yeah. Does it actually give you the dialogue options or does it just give you a vague idea of what it might be? Uh it gives you, know, like- you It gives you a vague idea that turns out to be pretty concrete is what it actually says. Like if like it'll be like, like you're talking to somebody and they mention about the crucible and the shadow carja, and then it, and then your dialogue options are crucible question mark shadow carja question mark, or buy. Oh, so it's it's the Metal Gear kind of you know, like tell me about this thing you've just mentioned. Pretty much, yeah. That's basically our, every RPG ever on the PC, so that makes sense. Yeah, and then and then there are certain dialogue options that usually happen in uh, the in like the main quest line cutscenes, mm-hmm. where you are given the option to be compassionate, aggressive, or logical, which is their like Paragon Renegade thing. So it's okay. Paragon Renegade neutral. Yeah, where you can uh, where you can be like compassionate and just like give you know a heartfelt answer of try to like be that you can be aggressive where you just like fuck you, dude. Or it could be logical. Fuck you, you fucked up. Yeah. Or you could be logical where you just mind fuck them. Oh, those are so fun. I decided to go down the logical path because the first logical option I was given was to chuck a rock was chuck a rock to knock a rock out of another kid's hand. Like like so I was That's I, logical. Yes, yeah, so like so I was walking down, I am I'm, I'm thinking it's called logical because the icon is a brain. Yeah. But intuitive. But, who knows? Yeah, it is the it is the uh, lesser of two evils kind of thing. So, so, in, so in the story, the character playing Aloy is an outcast and motherless. 
And in this society, the Nora tribe, <coughs> mothers are everything. Yeah. The, they, so does uh, that mean he has a father with him? Uh, well, Aloy is a girl. Oh, okay. A, a, okay. Red, this character. Yeah, she is a redhead. Yes, she okay. is the main character, the one who you see in all the promotional material. Yeah. I didn't check any of that. Okay, well, yeah, Aloy is a girl. Uh, she was given to this guy called Rust, Rost or whatever. He is an he is an outcast, and he is and he is given this girl to raise by the matriarchs, who are the leaders of the Nora okay. tribe. Uh, they worship the All Mother, their goddess. They all of their villages and like little centers or whatever are called Mothers Something. Mm-hmm. And if you are motherless, then it's you are subject societies. to ridicule. So, okay, oh, so no. it's a matriarchal system to where, for some reason, you're, ma- you're the matriarch of your family kicks the bucket too early. It's your fucking fault, apparently. No, actually, Aloy doesn't have a mother. Like, just straight up. How is that possible? I have I've yet to get to that, and if I say my theory, it might spoil something for people who haven't played it yet, and this game is, in, the game is like less than a week old. So, yeah, well, we'll, we'll avoid that. Well, how is it a spoiler if you don't even know if it's true? Because it might be, and I'm pretty sure that it actually is, because it is really obvious if you know anything about science fiction storytelling. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so you, yeah, so you are motherless. Uh, you are being ridiculed by it, like, hey, outcast. Okay, so this kid fucking chucks a rock at your head. His name is Bast. Because this, because these developers are really good at subtlety. Is his last name Turd? Uh, we don't know because he that. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna throw up a spoiler thing now. If you if you have not played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn yet and want to, but don't want anything spoiled, skip ahead like ten minutes. Yeah. So Bass dies like really really early on in the game. That's not even a spoiler. Then if they die right away, that's pretty much all they'll be known for. Yeah. Well, he's known for being a little shit who chucks rocks at other children. And then he dies, so, you know. Yeah so, he, yeah, so he, like, fucking chucks a rock at my head, it cracks into my skull, and then I pick up a rock, and then my options are chuck a rock back at his head, drop the rock and go on my day, or knock the next rock he's about to throw out of his hand. And all these options end up killing him? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope, uh, so you, so I chucked a rock and knocked the rock out of his hand, and just kind of, like, give him the fuck you look. Basically, what you did was... I just disarmed you. I could kill you if I wanted to. Quit it. Yeah, Throw much. the rock at his head and kill him. Disarm him with the rock and have it ricochet and kill him. Turn around and do nothing, and then he drops dead of a heart attack. Or, and he throws a rock and it ricochets and kills him, but somehow yeah. it's your fault. Somehow it's your fault, because you know the story requires him to die. He dies like ten years after this happens. Oh. Time jump. Yay. Oh, it's, oh so it's, it's, it's where like you know you have a hilariously tragic childhood, and then all of a sudden you're an adult. Yeah, like like you start the game as a baby, and then the first time you get to play as the character, you are like six, which is where you Do get. You look like the girl from Brave at that age. Uh, kinda. In that you have red hair and a bow and arrow. Eh, I'll buy it. Yeah. So uh, when you are six, you end up falling down a mine shaft or something. And end up in the remnants of the metal world, which is essentially 
our future, like this world's future society, which had since collapsed and reverted back to this style of society that is in the game. Okay. So when you're, so when you're down there, society. Yeah, so when you're down there, you find a little metal triangle you can put on the side of your head that basically gives you an AR display. Mm-hmm. So it are le- there dragons there? Not in the metal world, but out in the regular world, there kind of are because there are giant robotic birds flying around that breathe fire. Just thought I'd ask. Yes, you have robo dragons, robo dinosaurs in this game, and it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, like, you, if so yeah. I buy a PS4, it's going to be for this game. But yeah, so you put on this metal triangle thing, and then it lets you get like an AR display, so you can like, so it does like examinations of. Like, stuff in the environment so you can, like, track animals better or track people or track carts or whatever. Uh, you can, like, scan metal machines, like, the machines out there. that, that And that then that gives you, like, information about where their weak points are, what their weaknesses are for those specific parts. Uh, you can highlight their path so you're able to, like, sneak around them if you don't want to do any, if you don't want to go into combat with them. Yeah. Yeah, so then it jumps ahead another, like, ten years or whatever as you begin training for something called The Proving. Which is a ceremony that happens once every few years where an outcast is given the opportunity to become a brave and be welcomed back into the tribe. Uh-huh. Let me guess, something goes wrong. Uh, you passed you pass the proving, at which point you are you you're then passing like, hey, welcome everybody to the Braves, and all of a sudden a fucking arrow comes out of nowhere, hits the test is the test take is the test like master, and then all the other fucking testers get murdered by this big old uh-huh. by this big old space cult or whatever. That has miniguns. Oh. And then your dad gets murdered, too, as a part of all this. Of course. I didn't think he was going to live. Yeah, and so then you are taken to the mountain, which is this, which is just this big old mountain where all mother supposedly resides and only the matriarchs are allowed in. It's here so, where it is here where we learned that Aloy is probably a clone. Oh. That's why I said spoilers earlier. Okay. That's why she, they have no mother. Yeah, so Aloy's focus... Uh, I was going to go with Jesus. Yeah, so Aloy's focus, uh, she had met a guy in the village from a different tribe who also had a focus. And, it somehow, and her focus somehow connected to his, which gave her access to some of his records that he had, which included a picture of a lady who looked exactly like Aloy, but about 20 years older. And it also did a mm-hmm. DNA scan, which revealed that they uh, that their DNA is ninety nine point four percent similar. So either she's a clone or she got age reverted. Yeah. At which point, uh, the only non evil matriarch, uh, she shows up and says, "Hey, you were born from the mountain. Here's this giant metal door. We found you outside of it." He just kind of showed up. So she, so she is there, Jesus. Kinda, yeah. I was on the mountaintop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm just thinking of like every religious allegory all at once. But back to a quick snide comment: when the parent dies, like, or when the dad figure died, how do you? It just reminds me of one of my favorite quotes involving, um, like parents and like most mediums how do you guarantee you're gonna die in in pretty much any work of fiction have your kid be someone important yep 
You will die, and it will be horrible. Absolutely. So yeah, then uh, you decide to try to go out into the world to track down the killers who fucked up your tribe, killed your dad, and all this other shit. Also try to find out who that lady is. And so you are given the title of Seeker, which is a blessing given by the matriarchs so that you can leave the sacred lands. Um, Regularly with Nora, if you leave the secret lands, then you are officially exiled and you are never allowed back. Okay. So she can. That's like a step beyond outcast. Yeah, and so with uh, and so with seekers, they are allowed to come and go as they please from the sacred lands, with no negative repercussions at all. Yeah, it's basically a passport. <laughs> yeah, so you get blessed, and then you are able to leave and go wherever you want, do whatever you want, do all kinds of shit, and along the way, you get embroiled in the politics and the murder stuff of another entirely different culture. And it just kind of mm-hmm. goes and goes and goes from there. It is a really big and really cool fucking world. Like, I love this. I love the aesthetic of this world. It is just like this, just like this, like tribal nature based shit along with the, and along with just these, along with just metal shit all over them. Like, you know how like, you'll sometimes come across like shaman or like other kinds of people like that who have like, you know, animal bones on them or stuff or like a headdress that has like animal shit all over it yeah in this it's just metal that's awesome yeah i do have to say from a story writing perspective i have to give them props on you know how whenever you're in the tutorial area in a game you cannot leave this area to complete the tutorial on how they hid that in the narrative yeah well the, the world doesn't really open up until after you get the seeker ability until you become a seeker. So, even if you wanted to, you couldn't really exp- go out and explore the world until you became a seeker. Something stops you? No, just you... Like, like in terms of, in terms of like, actually you being able to control and stuff in the world before you become the seeker, it's all in very, oh. it's all in very enclosed areas. So it's not like, you left the sacred grounds before becoming a seeker, game over, you're exiled forever. Yeah, it's like, all right, so you are in control, and you are in this very tiny valley where you have to go to this one guy, and if you don't, then you will just be murdered by machines. Yeah. And then you do that, then cutscene, then you go transport over here into this other tiny thing. So it's like New Vegas and the um, the B things. Yeah, and then you do all that, and then... If, if, you, if, you, if you take the wrong route, they show up and kill you. Yeah, then you do all that, and then you get access to the rest of the world. Which is full of giant robotic crocodiles that breathe ice. Mm-hmm. Or weird turkeys that fucking drop you to death. Yeah, I just, I love the aesthetic. As long of this. as those crocodiles aren't built out of transformer parts, I think you're good. They might be, I don't fucking know. It's really cool. And they have, the folks over at Gorilla have put a lot of work into this world. It is just this huge, yeah. like, fully realized place that is, it's really obvious that this is our, this used to be our world, but not in, like, a really obvious, like, oh, hey, here's the fucking Statue of Liberty kind of thing. It's like, no, they I blew seen, it up. Damn no, but them I have, to hell. <laughs> I have seen, like, some Let's Plays where you see, like, little stuff like stop signs and buildings way late in the game. And not even that. Not even that late in the game. Like fucking in the first like five hours. 
Really? Yeah, like I said, that fucking world, like the ruins of the metal world you go to, that is that is like some weird like space bullshit or whatever. But then you they go out to fucking Devil's Ruin as one of the early like main quest missions, and it's like, oh hey, we're in the middle of a fucking major metropolitan city. Here's like a bus stop you can stop at, or here is, or like you're going through the ru- fucking ruins of giant skyscrapers and shit, or you go to a fucking arena. Mm-hmm. Are there any hilarious misinterpretations of old culture? Not really. Like like so far, no. any of the misinterpretations of old culture are not hilarious so much as they are integral parts of the world. Who is this strange cartoon mouse, and why is there a religion based around him? That's the only logical explanation. Like, there isn't that, but, like, all, like, all Mother and the machines and stuff, they're all, like, like well, All Mother is a machine. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's a point where after you find out that you, after Aloy finds out that she just kind of showed up in the mountain one day, she walks up to the door where it then does a scan, and it's like, and it's like, it's like genetic, like genetic imprint not recognized, degraded some, degraded or like system error or something. And then the matriarch's like, oh my god, the All Mother spoke to you. Hmm. So it's stuff like that where just regular old, like, like tech has been forgotten to such a degree that any kind of like voice thing from tech is just worshipped as a god now. Yeah, because it's like, what could this fucking voice come from? It has to be some divine being. You exactly. Button on the wall, and the sun comes out, and you hit it again, and it becomes night. Yeah, there's actually an entire religion based around the sun. Really? Yeah, of course. Like some of the old, but that makes sense because some of the oldest religions were like sun worshippers, and they worship nature and stuff. Yeah, but I was actually talking about it—a light inside a house. Yeah, no, like a light oh, yeah, switch. They don't have electricity. Like, 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 they have no idea where the machines come from at all. They're just yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, the only reason Aloy is able to find out anything about the machines is because relatively early on in the game, uh, like, the the uh, guys who are the cultists who kind of show up and murder your tribe, they have gotten access to this ancient kind of machine called a corruptor, which, which, uh, is, a, which is able to, like, infect other machines and make them go crazy and violent. Oh, so it's a fucking virus, but virused up fucking computer infecting other computers on the network. Yeah, pretty much. And so, and so after you fight one of those for the first time, Aloy uses her focus and sees, okay, this is what you were using to fucking control these other machines. Let's see if I can use it. And then that's what you do. And you're able to get like combat buddies. You're able to get like a mount. Hmm. And when you go to, and there are certain cauldrons that what they're called. Which you're able to go into, which which lets you get the ability to override other kinds of machines. Okay, that system alone sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it, this game is this game is just a crazy amount of fun. Like using all the different arrows and stuff. Um, just for anyone interested in my loadout, I usually run in there with a precision bow, a regular old hunting bow, uh, a slingshot, and a trip caster. So, like, a trip caster is a thing where you fire a line to the ground, and you fire a line to the second point in the ground, and then it creates just like a little trip line where enemies run over and it explodes or whatever. So I'm guessing there's no actual guns, or they're, they're late game. Uh, there are guns, but they're guns. all the guns are used by the enemies. And you can't have them. If you, if you, kill, if you kill an enemy heavy, they will drop their gun that you can then take. Oh. 
it, but it's just it's a heavy gun, so you can only carry it around until you run out of ammo. At which point you just drop it. And when you're doing that, you can't do any of the other things like combat dodge or whatever. Yeah. It sounds balanced. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Like uh like a lot of the a lot of the um monsters or like the machines, they also have guns on them, which can use tear, which is uh, specific arrows that can rip components off of machines. You can use that to rip off their gun and then pick up their gun and kill them with it. Mm-hmm. Rip and tear. Yeah, pretty much. Rip and tear. Rip and tear their guts. And yeah, so I've been having a, I've been having a lot of fun, like just hunting down machines and stuff. Um, I have been most of what I've been doing has been like firing off, like blasting out their components with uh with tear arrows, and then shooting fire arrows into like little glass vials of liquid or whatever that cause them to explode. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I get caught in that explosion. Makes sense. Because when you hit them, it's like a timed thing. It isn't just you hit it, then it automatically explodes. Because it, it takes a second to actually get like the fire into the whatever is in it. So in that then, point... Then you can dramatically walk out of the flames all cool like... Yeah, well, so by the time by the time it explodes, they have run up on me and are about to fucking chow down on my ass before uh, it fucking explodes and I get set flying. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I really love all the designs of the uh, like the creatures, too. They are all... It's it's a lot of like weird mechanical veins in them, mm-hmm. where it almost looks like these, where it almost looks like these like metal tendrils are like grabbing the points of the di- grabbing all the different hardest like parts of the machine and just holding it together. So they are transformers. A little bit. They kind of look like transformers. Okay. Yeah, it all looks really cool, and it is the it is a juxtaposition of the. Like this insanely highly technological stuff, all just being nature. That 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 works with them as well as the, as well as like the societies because, like hunting down like hunting down somebody with a fucking like an like an like a, like a bow bow and arrow, but the bow is very obviously made of like fucking metal and like weird carbon fiber shit, but it still has feathers and like little tassels on it and stuff that you'd expect to find like a tribal bow. Uh-huh. And going and hunting down these giant animals that move and act like animals, but are fucking robots. Mm-hmm. That's all really fucking cool. My biggest problem with it so far is all of these stuff that isn't the main quest. Because the voice acting on some of those side characters is fucking atrocious. I was wondering when they're going to run out of budget. <laughs> like, they don't even... Like, they are very obviously reading from a script. It feels like they got the fucking QA department in to do, like, fucking backup vocals. So all the main characters are okay, and then all the the minor ones aren't. Oh, yeah. Like, Ashley Birch as Aloy is a great main character. Uh, we got we got Erend, who is, uh, who is like, a kind of a central character from Karja, or, the, or like, the Osram working for Karja. You got a lot of really good, like, core talent. It's just anybody outside of that core talent is real hit or miss on whether they can actually act. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's no. also, and there's also like, I hope some... the Robo-Gator doesn't eat us. Yeah, pretty much. Uh... Yeah, and then there is the standard kind of open world hinkiness, like getting caught up in the geometry uh, having your character like all of a sudden jump and reset themselves in the middle of a dialogue option because they needed to reset themselves or something, 
having things just kind of pop in randomly or having like the textures not load right at first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, animals also a bit of a bitch to control when you are riding them. Because like I said, you can get mounts. And then it's kind of weird because sometimes I will like so in order to, in order for them to move, you have to like mash down X and then hold X to get them to go in. And sometimes if you're on a road, they will follow the path of the road, just kind of autopathing toward your next main objective point. Other times they won't. Just they just won't. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a bitch. So I, like, and so trying to actually ride them has gotten to the point where I'm just going to say where I'm kind of almost to the point of just saying fuck it and just building like thousands of fast travel packs. So yeah, fast traveling is a limited resource that you can craft again using wood, uh, using wood metal shards and food. So is it like a supply pack that you need for fast traveling? Essentially. Ah. You get like some like fatty meat in there and then you just be able to just like mow down on that as you just travel thousands of miles in a matter of seconds. Is, is eating stuff required? Nope. Except for fast travel? Yep. Okay. The meat is used to upgrade your carrying capacity. So, like, making new quivers, um, opening up new slots in your inventory, because you have a limited inventory space. You make that out of meat. Apparently. Huh. I don't understand it either. That that That's giving... Making me think horrible things about what the stuff you're made of looks like. <laughs> like, here's my meat quiver. Arrows uh. are nice and juicy when they come out. Yeah, the grease helps them fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aerodynamics. You're getting an arrow in you. You're also getting animal grease right into your veins. Not only have I stabbed you, I've also raised your cholesterol. Ha ha ha, fucker. <laughs> I was like, you're going to either die from bleeding out or bleeding out gravy. Pick one. Ha ha. That's got to be the worst kind of way to go. Just like, like, like how, did they, how did they die? A warrior get them? No. It was plaque built up in their in their arteries. It was plaque built up from the ten arrows they had sticking out their back. <laughs> God damn that bitch to cholesterol arrows. <laughs> yeah, we stopped the bleeding. I think you're okay. Oh, good. Ah. Yeah, Rise of Zero Dawn is really good. I am a number of hours into it. I'm almost at the halfway nice. point, I believe. And I've been playing it for at least two to four hours a day since I got it. Which was on launch day. So by the time you're hearing this, it's been about a week. Yeah. So yeah. how many hours have you played so far? Uh, Like 10 to 20, I think, so far. I've also been like spending a lot. Of, it's a long game. Yeah, uh, I've also been spending a lot of time like going through the side quests and doing errands and stuff. Because they, yes, yeah, there are cholesterol arrows aren't going to make themselves. Yeah, there are multiple levels of stuff like of, like quests you can get. Like there's main quests, 
it, it does a really it does the thing that I really enjoy of like very clearly delineating which one is the main story quest and which one is just side bullshit. Yeah. Is it like a marker? Uh, no, it's in, no, it's an entirely separate menu option in the quest in the quest menu. Oh, yeah. So you got main quests, side quests, errands. Uh, there are corruption zones you can find. Uh, like the corruption is this thing that is. It makes the machines more violent. It makes them like more resistant to more damage, except for fire. And whenever they're walking around, it also leaves little areas that do like persistent damage if you're standing in them. Mm-hmm. So it has corruption zone. It has hunting grounds. It has tall necks, which are these giant robot giraffes. They're the things that have been you've seen in some of the promotional material, probably, except for you, Alex, because you haven't been paying attention to that. No, because he never pays attention to that. <laughs> I, no, I do. This game just went right over my. Well, I have a PS4, so like when I saw it, I was like, oh. Can't yeah, even so, play it. Why bother checking it out? It's just going to make me jealous. Yeah, so there are these, yeah, so there are these tall giraffe-looking things that you climb up the backs of, then, and then you like override their heads, which then gives you map data and like reveals the entirety of the map in one specific area where the tall neck is. Mm-hmm. And it reveals like you know various grazing sites for different kinds of machines, uh, shit like that. Reveals the map and shows you like roads and stuff. Like I was trying to get to one fucking tall neck, and I ended up, and like the the entire area was just like fog fog of war, and they were on an island. So I was like, oh, I might as well swim there. So I spent like half an hour swimming there. And this next half an hour running around the entirety of the mountain that is uh, running around the entirety of the fucking cliff side that is the fucking coast of this island, trying to find my way up. And then I finally got my way. I finally found my way up there, and had to kill like fucking nineteen long necks, or sorry, not like nineteen long legs, because they're because they were just fucking running around doing bullshit. And then finally, fucking got on the on the tall neck and got the area where I then learned that I walked right by the road that would have led me easily to this island. RPG stuff, open world stuff, you know. Yeah. Yes, this game's really good. And also, since we talked about it using words like tribal, we might be racist now. Well, because there is already controversy. Like a hunter gatherer culture. That's it. That's racist now. Apparently, Uh, so on the on the on the day of the game's release, um, a woman by the name of Dia Lacina who is a Native American mm-hmm. writer, uh, wrote an essay mm-hmm. on Medium saying that the ga- saying that the game using the words um, brave, tribal, primitive, and savage is racist and, like, co-opting Native American culture. Did she play the game? Uh, Did she watch game footage, and, like a Let's Play of it? Probably, no, but it doesn't really matter. Screenshot or two. It doesn't really matter, though. Like, it, mean, like this, I, this I, kind of thing. I'm that, just saying, did you, if she gave it, it. My concern, like, I could see her point. I really can when it comes to that sort of thing of someone co-opting your society. Yeah, I a white guy, but whatever. Let's. 
work around that point. I can see her point of someone co-opting your society or your way of life or your religion and going, oh, it must be like this or it's just like something being misrepresented horribly. But I'm not saying that this person does it is doing it in a specific instance because this is the first time I've ever heard of it and I haven't had time to research. But there's been a huge influx of people going, oh, it has this thing in it. I'm not even going to look at the context or anything else. You know, because they could have been doing it very respectfully and accidentally crossed some lines. Yeah, and that seems to, and that seems to be what the like the developer thinks. Uh, they talked with a Way, Waypoint spoke with a narrative designer, John Gonzalez, in the game and about the essay. And he said that um, he said that he and his team had looked into it, tried to find words that weren't really that didn't like seem like they would be didn't seem like they would offend anybody, and it wasn't they, it wasn't ever their intention to do it. And they and they took like they, yeah. took, they took ideas and inspiration from like many different cultures, um, and. That's why apparently people have said to Gonzalez that they compare Aloy more to, more to a Viking than to a Native American. Yeah, and um, and, he, and he said that they tried to steer clear of offensive terms, but that isn't that isn't really possible anymore because Gonzalez said that said with the kind of culture of the internet that we that we have right now, it's impossible to predict what it is that may offend. Certainly, we were not intentionally Everything being insensitive offends. or to defend anybody in any manner. Everything oh. offends. Everything offends somebody somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's a recent issue that just came up. Right. You, have you, you know the song "Any Mini Money Mo." Yes. Right. Any Mini Money Mo, catch a tiger by his toe. If the holders let him go, any Mini Money Mo. Yep. Ziploc, you offended me. <gasps> Hold up. So Negan, there's a version of that song Dead. that has the end word in it. Yes. There's a shirt that just says "Any Mini Money Mo" and it has Negan's bat Lucille on it. Somebody s- said. Even though in the show, in the comic, they always use the Tiger version. That is they the actual version. Like That's the version yeah. that everybody knows. Yeah. They immediately went, oh, because there is a version that happens to use a derogatory term for a black person. I mean, it's not surprising. How old is but, that song? Exactly. Um, I- I'm sorry. Anything can get bastardized if it stays around for long enough. Yeah, but okay because that exists there was a woman somewhere in Europe or I'm I'm not even sure if it was a woman it was a white person somewhere in Europe that says that this offends me and blah 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 <laughs> and so the so the store quit stocking that shirt because of that person saying it oh my god yeah I saw that it, that is it was getting retarded. that much PR and the guy who plays re- Weekend Negan. Uh, Weekend. Negan. Wow. I don't know why I said Weekend. The yeah. Guy Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Negan. That weekend basically tweeted fucking PC culture or something to that effect. Which, if it wouldn't have got him banned from Twitter, I almost, I could almost picture him going fucking pussies <laughs> on his Twitter. <laughs> Just because of how fucking disgusted he was with it. Because it's like, no. The shirt wasn't racist. It was never racist. You turned it racist. Maybe the fucking problems with you. Yeah, and so like of those words that she mentioned, uh, there's only really one word that seems to have like any kind of real that seems to have any real controversy around it in like this day and age, which was brave. Yeah, brave or savages. That one's still a little sensitive in that culture. 
Okay, but like uh, in context, it makes sense because they are only yeah. like, they're only refer like the Nora are only referred to as savages by people from cultures that see themselves as being higher of being like more learned and more civilized than Nora. Oh yeah, and that was a fucking thing. Yeah, that was right. a thing. That is culture. <laughs> like, like when a greater culture, and when I say greater culture, I mean a more technologically advanced culture. Yeah, like like this is a lesser technologically like, advanced culture. The less technologically advanced culture is always derogatized in some way or form, and it's either that using a very simple word like that to where it conveys distaste without being overtly offensive to everybody or you make up an imaginary fucking word that which is stupid at they every time they tried it it sounds sounds fucking hilarious yeah because there's because there's no ground there's no emotional backing to that word for anybody it's like in defiance. fucking book it's like it's like in defiance anytime they say the word stocko Just that word is, that is stupid. Like Nar- it's right up there with Star Wars and Nerf Herder, okay? Yeah, it is all just we, stupid we, shit. We we've turned we've turned that into a joke to where to where in Family Guy uh Princess Leia gets punched and it's like that's not it's like that's our word. You do not use that word. Yeah. I thought they were just herders that heard animals called nerfs. Right? No, they heard plastic guns. Maybe. Oh. Well, you know. No, not the guns. They just heard, heard the darts, the expanding yeah. foam. They're, they're 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 Nerf gun runners. That's what they do. They have secret black house illegal Nerf. It's like, hey man, you got what I need? Just, just, just like pops up, like pops up the trunk of his hover car. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of fucking Nerf darts. Yeah, just Nerf guns. Just like check, just checking out, pulling out the sights and stuff. And this thing come loaded. It's like, oh yeah, I totally got fucking two AA batteries in there for the fucking auto fire. You are good to go, dog. Yeah. You but, start putting darts on. You can't do that. Wrong. <laughs> Ow, you now, shot me in the head. This gun is mine now. You you're, are dead. It's like, no, I'm not. You missed. Here's like, my you're, final. You're, you're dead. No, I'm not. Uh, that No, I just have a mark on my head now. Give me the gun back. Now, see, this is the, my last little bit on the entire person who wrote the article. Is, listen. I'm pretty sure they did it with all the respect. I think you're just overreaching. Calm the fuck down. You know, if I could talk to that person, that would be the gist of the conversation. Yeah, the full essay I is mean, available on Medium. If you want, if you want to look for it yourself, uh, if you really want to read it yourself, I'm gonna to have to ask my aunt about this because she is still a member of. Uh, Cherokee tribe, so I'd kind of like to see her take on it. But okay, it, it's an inter- it, it's a. Nah. Are you it's saying you've slight Cherokee blood ziplock? Oh yeah. Oh well, then you're 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 uh, qualified to be offended by this. I'm not. Okay. No. I don't find this offensive because the thing is, is oh yeah, yes I am because genetically speaking, but culturally, no. I do not identify as Cherokee because I was never brought up with it. Yes, I know some of the traditions and stuff, but no. Well, there you have it. Like, it's not racist because Ziploc says so. I I just don't say it race, as racist because the intent 
wasn't there, nor was it a act of ignorance. They went out of their way to educate themselves to try to prevent it. And it seems historically accurate from what I've watched, which is only about six or seven hours of gameplay, which is not much in a 60-hour game. But then again, I don't look for that shit. <laughs> yeah, and I've gotten a fair way into the game, and every use of those terms has been like appropriate for what it is. Yeah, like like Braves it's in like, like Braves in this world is used to describe like the hunters of the Nora tribe. Like, like they're the one they're the ones out there who are like out there doing shit. Yeah, and the thing is, is this is something that I've found a little weird here lately. People forget that you can have a movie that is not racist and have a racist person character in that movie. Yeah. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Like they like I said, the people calling the fucking Nora primitive and savage. They are, are the from a culture guys. that see them as primitive and savage. Or even if not the bad guys, at least they're that assholes until i'm guessing you switch them over to your side of things hopefully uh no they're even fucking uh there's 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 there's, there's some people in that culture who are just like straight up racist yeah but then but then there are also just other people in the thing who just say hey yeah the nora live differently than we do yeah that's all there is to it it's not black and white yeah it's shades of gray that's where all of us live in shades of gray Nora yeah, it's it's weird. Than us. It's weird. That's that perfectly acceptable, and we respect that. Now let's shoot them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird that a society of thousands and thousands of people would have varying opinions on different cultures. Go figure, right? Hell, yeah. my, me and my neighbor agree on about three things. Both of us are assholes, and well, okay, there's two things right there, <laughs> and we're both human, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, and so, yeah. we come from very similar backgrounds, so... Hmm. That just sounds like good writing to me. I don't know about you. So, yeah, that's the thoughts of a bunch of white assholes about some fucking bullshit about cultural appropriation or whatever. Yeah. If you have your own opinions on it, please let us know in the comments. And, again, check out for yourself that, uh, that, that essay over on Medium. If you're interested... Yeah, I really, I really I love this game. I anyone is. I really love this game. I am going to be playing a lot more of it. Also started playing a game called or- Of Orcs and Men. Hmm. What type of game is this? Uh, this is an RPG. Uh-huh. That is the prequel slash sequel to the Styx games. You know uh, the sticks, uh, Master of Shadows, and Stick Shard of Darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the game. This is the game that Sticks came from, but it takes place after the events of the Sticks games. So, of Orcs and Men, uh, there is a human empire on this continent that has begun, that has that is in the middle of a war with the orcs. They do not like the orcs and want to wipe them all out from the continent. The orcs don't want that. So they're at war. Of course not. Yeah, you are playing as one of the orcs. Of course you don't want the genocide to happen to you. Fuck. Yeah, uh, but you're playing as, the, playing as one of the orcs named um, Arkyle. I believe mm-hmm. he is a blood hunter. Mm-hmm. 
And exactly what does that mean? Uh, it's uh, it's a specific it's a it's a specific rank that you get in this orcish society. Okay, you are just like one of their frontline fighters. And so you, so, and so you are given the task of sneaking into human territory to go assassinate the king of the humans. So I have to ask: Is the orc society like a tribal-based society? Because if so, we're two for two. <laughs> I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I don't. I haven't seen a whole lot of the orc society itself. Um, like all I saw of it was a camp. All we know is they don't like being genocided. Nope. Exactly. Who does? Yeah, so this guy, we're we're gonna kill you, all of you down to the last man. Oh, please don't. That 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 I, seems fair. I right. prefer if you I, didn't. I want to know what the verb form of genocide is now. Genocided. Genocided. Like I, I like I wonder if there's like some special word or if it is just genocide is. Like my God, they've been genocided. They've been genocided. We're gonna get genocided up the ass. Shit just got genocidal. Anyway, as you begin making your way towards uh, the gates into the human society, uh, you are met by your guide, a little goblin named Styx. And Styx is weird among the goblins because he can talk and think. I assume that the rest of them can't. They just make weird goblin sounds. Yeah, they are. They are essentially animals. But Styx is unique among them in that he is he is able to talk and think and has like strategy and stuff. He is the stealthier side of the equation. So you spend the rest of the game playing as these two characters. Um, Arkyle is the big bruiser tank guy, and then Styx is the rogue, obviously. And now I suddenly don't want anybody to look at my fucking history. <laughs> because what did you I do? just looked up. I just typed up genocide dictionary enter. What's the what's the plural of genocide? I need to know uh, for for reasons. Genocide noun deliberate and systematic destruction of racial political cultural group and there's no plural but there is an adjective form. Genocidal no wow. verb. Damn. So based on based on your history, we can conclude you're playing on genociding multiple groups. Oh I mean, no! If, if you needed Not to know compl- what the plural form was, there's clearly that's the only explanation. I was like, oh no! Please don't completely take this out of context. <laughs> I, I I love that some of the people that were with the entire PewDiePie thing they're going, oh Wall Street Journal, and. Like how the Wall Street Journal took some of this stuff out of context. Some of it. Not so We're not big enough to be taken out of context. Yeah. But then people were taking, um, getting pissed at Disney. He's like, well, you made this Hitler propaganda with Duffy du- Daffy Duck. And Which I'm is like, the same fucking thing. Ass. It's like, you're taking that out of context because that was a nightmare of Donald Duck living in Germany. It was a war propaganda film for the Allied side to invest in war bonds. It's like everything's you're, stupid. You're hurting your own. Everything cause. is stupid. <laughs> pretty much. Oh I'm dear God! Sure Walt, yes. I'm pretty sure Walt Disney himself admitted. I just made that on commission to sell war bonds. Yeah, pretty much. That doesn't. That doesn't yeah. really reflect my yeah. views on anything. 
I mean, Disney himself, yes, but as a corporation, yeah, as no. a company. And here's the thing, as a and as a company, or like, would you say that the military today is a horrible racist organization? No, but once upon a time they wouldn't recruit black people. Gasp! Yeah, so, oh my god! Hey, progress. Hell, I was in the military when um, they finally got rid of that don't ask, don't tell bullshit. Okay, I was wondering if that had actually been dealt with because Batwoman yeah, just, because Batwoman, that, had, that Batwoman was, now has a new comic and her backstory that, was that she that, was kicked out of the military because of don't ask, don't tell. Oh. Yeah, that that was like in 2009, 2010. Okay. That happened. Um, but yeah, I... Anyway, on topic. Good. But yeah, that, that was the thing. Back on topic with orcs and men and... Yes. So I've one of them named Lenny. So I haven't played too much of this. I have been I've gotten enough to get past Arkhal's tutorial. Which I still don't uh-huh. fully understand. Like it is like there is something you can do like in real time where you just like hit a button and that doesn't attack. But it also has the mm-hmm. uh, bioware thing where you can pause time and set up like a set up a chain of attacks. But uh-huh. those don't work particularly well for me because I did that and then I'll, and then basically died immediately. <laughs> Because Arkael has two, um, like, attack styles, aggressive and defensive. With aggressive, it is just fucking full force going whatever. And then you build up rage in order to access, in order to access rage ability, which just makes you better at murdering. Oh, dear God. But then there's defensive, yes. where the attacks don't do as much damage, but you don't gain rage, really. Yeah. And that seems to be the most survivable option. Basically, you're... You go into turtle mode and you can take more damage, but you're not dealing nearly as much. So yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And I could I, I could be misunderstanding. Like I said, I kind of blasted through that tutorial just to get to like the point with sticks because sticks is what I know about the game. Mm-hmm. But I like this. I like the idea of getting to play as the essentially the enemy faction. Yeah. Like so Sometimes often, it's fun to play as the bad guys. That's the thing. You're not even playing as the bad guys. You're just playing as the enemy faction, which is which is not evil or anything. Guys it's who just, don't want to get genocided. Well, yeah, everybody's like, the bad guy, and someone's a narrative, dude. Yeah, exactly. But that, but like this, this is what I'm talking. So I like the idea of in the game where you, in the game where the, it's humans versus bizarre non-human creatures. You're playing as the non-human creatures because the humans are assholes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a fantasy setting, dude. The humans are super racist. Yeah. That is fucking written in fucking blazing gold letters on the gateway into fantasy world is you are now racist. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, Tolkien, that entire thing is about overcoming racism. It's kind of beautiful, actually. Yeah, like, oh, fuck you, elf. Hey, fuck you, dwarf. Hey, not fuck you, elf. Hey, not fuck you, dwarf. No, it, no it's more like, fuck you, elf. Fuck you, dwarf. Fuck you, less elf. Fuck you, slightly less dwarf. Like yeah, slightly less. <laughs> like, like it's subtle. Like they, like they become friends through competition. That's great. Yeah. Hey, I just thought of a new drinking game for this pod. This episode of the podcast alone. Take a shot for every time we bring up race relations. Go. Oh, they're everyone's dead. Everyone's dead by now. <laughs> this is this is video games in 2017, dude. That is not a survivable game. <laughs> Hell, this is popular culture in 2017. 
No, I'm just talking about just this one podcast. Every time we bring it up, you take a shot at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm probably going to be playing more of Works and Men. I have been meaning to play this for a while, ever since I started getting into like this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to be double-checking something, but I'm pretty sure this is like developed by either Spider or Cyanide. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, it's developed by both. It's developed by Cyanide and Spiders. That's Teamwork fun. Makes dream work? Pardon? Teamwork makes the dream work? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Fuck if I know. But yeah. Uh, it, like, so, I, I guess there was a merger about to happen or something. Yes, yeah, so Cyanide has been, uh, keep... Uh, Cyanide has been doing all the sticks games, and... I really love this world they've built. This like really mm-hmm. weird fantasy world where, where like uh, like some of the tropes of like the lesser focused on like like the tropes of the lesser focused on races like goblins and orcs and stuff. Those are kind of being subverted a bit or like changed in really subtle ways. And same thing with like the tropes of the like bigger, like more well known races. Uh, but like to a lesser degree than with these guys, because I'm pretty sure like in the Sticks games, it's revealed that Sticks is the first goblin and is like the father of every goblin who exists. That's a really shallow gene pool. Oh yeah, goblins are fucking. Goblins aren't exactly a thriving cultural hub. Well, neither hillbilly, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, if anybody I'm, gets pissed about that comment, I'm from Tennessee. I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, if I had made that, they could get pissed. <laughs> yeah, you're a Canuck. Hey, that is offensive. That is our word. Eh? <laughs> How boot I come down uh, to Tennessee and beat you with a fucking box of Timbits? Guess he'll he'll ride his moose down. Oh, uh, okay. We'll just take it out on the ice. <laughs> Hey, my moose no, can I'm, skate. I'm not joking. There, there, there's actually a hockey rink not too by, far from here. Okay, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw my toucan. I'll throw my toucan. Bring down a cooler of Molsons and we'll fuck each other up on the ice, eh? Hey. <laughs> oh God, white people. Anyway, final thing. Mm-hmm. I started playing Link to the Past for the SNES. Yes. Ooh, because I had never played it. On uh, the actual SNES or the virtual console? Pink, vir, oh, that's right. Virtual consoles. They have those now. On RetroArch. Yeah. Nice. RetroArch is an emulator that is that basically works as a shell for every emulator. Mm-hmm. And see, I got that. I got, I got a copy of Link to the Past and have been playing and started playing that. Uh, I I just began playing it just to make sure like everything was working fine, but I'm gonna be, be getting more into that because with Breath of the Wild out, I felt like it was time I actually started to give Zelda a bit more of a chance because I have been very much not a Zelda guy forever. I will tell you, um, that game. It's easy to get lost in just. Like, what the hell you're supposed to do next. 
Okay. That particular one. Yeah, so, so like with like, don't don't feel bad if you have to crack open a strategy guide. Yes, like with me, with me, my history of Zelda games is I played Ocarina of Time for like five minutes and did not enjoy it because at that point I had a PS2. Mm-hmm. Then I got a Wii U and a 3DS and played, and I played a good chunk of Wind Waker, and mm-hmm. I beat Majora's Mask on 3DS. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the aesthetic and the storytelling of uh, Wind Waker, but all mm-hmm. the Zelda shit in it really bugged me, and I did not enjoy Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. And then I played Link Between Worlds and fucking loved that game. Yeah. So that sounds like it's touch and go for you. Yeah, so far my real It's so, not an evergreen series for you at all it seems. No it is not. I am not I'm not one of those people who when you say Zelda, I immediately start ejaculating. You're like Link is walking around and slashing things. This is all I need to enjoy this game. Yeah, I'm you know I'm not my daughter's a, I'm, first Legend of Zelda game is. What that? Har- Harrow Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's one way to start off a fucking uh, series. It's like, it's like, okay, I want to give you the one that's like, it's just hack and slash and you can play because you're eight. Because I didn't play my... absolutely nothing to do like any of the other games in the series. Enjoy. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you're old enough for Dynasty Warriors yet, so here you go. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's rated T for Team, but I played it and beat it first and went, mm, yeah, she's good with this. Yeah, it's and, fine. You know, she... She likes playing with Zelda and stuff because you're you're destroying fantasy creatures and it's not hyper realistic at all. It's very cartoony. Yeah. And she's when it comes to that sort of stuff, she's mentally mature enough for it. Yeah, if, and like if it was something else that deserved the teen rating, like it was a, if it was just a little bit gorier or something like that, no. Fuck it's manhunt for kids. Yeah, no. That that wouldn't fly. Hey, like, hey! Suffocate this man to death with a plastic bag, but it's all off screen, so we get to keep our T rating. Yeah. <sharp inhale> Fuck that. It's heavily implied that you are killing this guy. Yeah. Pull the Joy Cons back really hard to make sure you get the bag all around his face. Feel the vibration of him struggle. It's like feel the vibration of the gut w- garrot wire cutting through his fucking neck. Yeah, that HD oh, rumble okay. really gives that HD rumble really lets you feel when he just gives way and the cord sinks deeper into his throat. I have a theory about the HD rumble and how they could best use it, but I'm going to save it till later in the podcast. But anyway, yeah, speaking of uh, Breath of the Wild, that's, that's actually the first Zelda game I looked at and was like genuinely excited about. Like, like I was, I was there for like some of the press material for like the later Zelda games, like you know when Wind Waker HD came mm-hmm. out again, when uh, yeah. with like uh, the re-release of all the other stuff uh, with the Link Between Worlds, I was kind of there when that started getting hype about it, and all of those I was like, eh, fucking whatever. But look at that. But I looked at fucking that game. I was like, oh wait, you can fucking jump. Yeah, they took out some of the more hindering parts of the Zelda formula. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, like that thing is barely a Zelda game. It's a Zelda game, I'm not going to say in name only, because that's a little too far, but it's a Zelda game in much as you play as Link, you cannot name yourself, you're Link. Yeah, this, this, is, like, this is like one of the first like canonical things of you are Link. Um, 
you deal with Zelda, there is voice acting. Link doesn't have any voice acting other than his grunts and screams, thankfully. They did not change that. Um, well, excuse me. Oh, God, I'll never again. <laughs> excuse me, princess. I could eat a whole Octorok. Yeah, if CDI I knew anything about the fucking Philips CDI games, I would make jokes about those. Yeah, no, That's that what was... I just did. Because <laughs> I do. Because I had a Philips CDI when I was a kid. Oh, I'm so sorry. My mom... Okay, uh, it's time for story time with Bob, if you don't mind. So, so people can actually go, how the fuck did this guy get one? Go ahead. I don't really have anything else to say about Link to the Past, other than I'm looking forward to seeing what comes through, because... I really loved Link Between Worlds, and this is the precursor of that. Well, this that was also my first uh, Legend of Zelda game. Link to the Past? No joke. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I've heard, and I've heard so, everybody this is one of the best. Yeah, it's probably one of the best 2D. Um, I kind of flip, flip-flop between that and um, I'm one of the black sheep on the 3D side of the world when it comes to Legend of Zelda. I really like, uh, what's it called, um, Twilight Princess, because I... The count, the combat's engaging to me. Okay, it was just that type of game. But anyways, here's how Bob got a CDI when he was a kid. Um, uh, my parents were split up. I'd go to my mom's every summer because she lived a state away, right? So during those summer months where you're off of school, go visit my mom, come back for about a month, month and a half, maybe two months, come back, spend the rest of the summer with my dad, go back to school. Right? Uh-huh. Um, so, she used to work at, like, a family video store. Top deal. It's like, you know, a mom-and-pop version of Blockbuster. And they rented consoles out, right? Uh-huh. One of the consoles they had to rent out that nobody would fucking touch was the CDI. Well, of course they wouldn't touch it. It's a fucking CDI. Why. So... He gave it to my mom. The owner did. <laughs> because he heard I liked video games. Just, hey, lady, he your fucking kid likes there. games, right? Here you go. Fuck you. Yeah, it was like, here. You know, and, I, and then I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, I had, no. I had, I, had hotel, I had Hotel Mario. I did not have... The fucking Zelda games, thankfully, because then I would never pick up a Zelda game again <laughs> at that age, because I was that young and impressionable. I I had Hotel Mario, you know, the YouTube poop with the, all toasters make toast, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Though, that, that horrible line, that's where that comes from. I never could beat the first fucking level. Because the game is broken. Because <laughs> what you're supposed to do is close doors. Right? Yeah. And if something's a level above you and you jump and your head touches their feet, you die. <laughs> so, jumping is not always the best idea in a Mario game. Okay. There was one good game on it, though. It was a Marble Madness like clone as a puzzle game. Kind of hard to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> The second, the and then I also had um, the Encyclopedia Britannica World Atlas. 
Oh yeah, the, the fucking sickest game. video games. That was the other game that came with it. And I'm like, this is not a fucking game. I'm not the stupid mom. This is, I need to look something up and there's, and we were too fucking poor for the internet. That's when dial-up was your only option. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, that is how Bob had a CDI. I don't... I've met people who collect those fucking things, like the games, and I'm like, why? So they can can have them. Yeah. It's like running into somebody that's like, oh yeah, I I collect uh, fossilized dog shit. That's my thing. And I'm like, why? Because at the end of the day, it's still shit. There was a CDI game released in 2015. Yeah, there's a uh, fan community for it still. Oh, Doesn't actually, there were two games released for the for the fucking CDI in 2015. Oh, if you want to be real surprising, there's still indie devs for the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, I know uh, that. There are fucking people out there doing all kinds of dumb bullshit. Like, there's fucking people... Like, that Gunlord game, it was like a... I think I think it was called that. It was like a game that was released in, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, it was released in 2012. As yeah, it's a Dreamcast game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you. Oh, if actually, you're using it sorry, to get Sega's ear. It was a Neo Geo game released in 2012 <laughs> that was later brought to the Dreamcast. What? Yeah, it was originally released. In 2012, for the Neo Geo, it came out in March 20. It came out on March 26, 2012, for the Neo Geo. Then came out on. Then it came out in June of that same year for the Dreamcast. Okay, just just to clarify, what systems were out there in 2012? Uh, in 2012, it was the, I believe it was the like PS PS3 360. I think the Wii U was out at this point. Yeah, yeah, maybe 3DS. the Wii. Okay. What? Hmm. Okay. I was the hater. Sorry. Uh, Wii, sorry. The th- that was just the Wii proper. The Wii U came out after those games came out. Okay. Just making well, sure. Well, you know. Okay. That's okay then. Yeah. Now that's it's okay. okay. It's not okay at all. Uh, so who's next? Uh. Ziploc. Why don't you go? All right. So I recently built a PC and got a new graphics card. Um, the graphics card came with a choice of one of two games. For Honor, which is Viking, Samurai, and um, Knights fighting each other. Or uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, I went with For Honor. You made the right choice. That That is a, that is a smart choice, yeah. I'd, um, and I'd also because that. I'm a Twitch Prime member. Because I like linked my Amazon account with my Twitch account, and Twitch gave me like a little XP boost for a few days, and you know that's kind of awesome when it comes to playing like the multiplayer stuff. But I have to surprise. I have to say, I was surprised on how nice the uh, single player mode is. Like it's fully voice narrated. It the game looks fucking beautiful. How many people's faces have disappeared yet? None. So it's already better than Unity. What's going on? Ah, you have no face. 
does it I've, run? I haven't in, run in. Does it run in any weird aspect ratios or like stretching or some bullshit? This is just stuff I've come to expect from Ubisoft PC games. No, I've had no issues because I'm running and I'm running it dual monitored. It's on my left, my main monitor, and usually I've got my stream or something going in my right monitor, and it just it works. It doesn't chug. There's no issues whatsoever. Like, if there's any, the only issues are the shit on the player-to-player side. Play, or the PvP side. The multiplayer side, right? Yeah. That's where all the fucking issues are. You mean, like, technical issues or just issues with connections? Um, just issues on how they fucking chose to execute it, man. From the ground up. Because I've had somebody literally disappear from in front of me. And because the camera's tight behind you. You can see in front of you. You can see a little bit to the side of you. But not by much. Like kind of a peripheral view. But you cannot see behind you. And they'll fucking bamf behind you. Because of how. Because it's a peer to peer net code. And if something comes up seeing. Out of sync. They'll fucking teleport. That is some horse shit. Yeah. They don't have dedicated servers for this game yet. They need to fix that real quick in a goddamn hurry. Why is why is peer to peer still they a thing? A, they did the same fucking thing for uh, Siege, Rainbow Six Siege, and then they eventually switched it over because everybody's like, "Fix this," and they're like, "Okay." Yeah, like now that why we get your money? We'll do it. Why are people still doing peer to peer stuff? Like I can like I can understand peer peer in like some games, but fuck me, that's horseshit. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit, even though I'm making a big stink about it, it's only happened like five times out of a hundred matches. Roughly, you know, and that's guesstimating. So let's say one out of every twenty matches will run into it. That's still a 5% fuck-up rate. Yes, it's 5% fuck-up rate. For for an incredibly expensive game. Yeah, for a $60 game. For for, and a prohibitively expensive game to just run on your fucking PC. Yeah. Because, yeah, I got a 1080. Those things cost some fucking brass. Yeah. Like, now I need to upgrade my fucking monitors because my graphics card is that good. (laughs) (laughs) Graphics card is so good, the monitor is going to explode. Because, like, I'm running, like, my max resolution on my monitors is 1080. (laughs) That's fine. The explosions will look so realistic, the monitor is just going to black out one day. I need need to upgrade to 2K, at least. Nah, dude, I'm going to, like... Why shit? I'm gonna be in a fucking. Assuming I ever upgrade, I'm gonna be in a second 1080p monitor, and just running that shit at 1080p. But it's gonna be running at fucking a thousand frames a second. Fuck you. Right. I don't need but, no 4K bullshit. But I will say this: if you're someone who enjoys fighting games, like Street Fighter, that sort of thing, in a competitive setting, you'll like this game. And here's why. 
How you get better at a fighting game is getting your ass kicked and someone telling you how to get better. If you can get lucky like I did, and honestly, the community's friendly enough, um, you can have find someone who's just a little bit above your skill level, right? And you'll just duel them. Over and over and over and over again. Like, I wound up having this guy to my friends list, and we will just build each other to get better with our perspective characters and learn and learn how to work those characters. Then we'll switch different to different characters because there's a total of 12 different character types in game. Okay, that's um, uh, four for each faction? Yeah, four for each faction, right? Um... You start out with all the base ones unlocked to use however the fuck you want, right? Uh-huh. Then you can earn end-game gold, which you can do very fucking quickly, by the way, to unlock all the characters. And the characters can level up. What leveling up does is it gives you more feats and skills to use and blah, blah, blah. And you can use gold to um, buy more items, right? Uh-huh. And it's not like, oh, I want this one thing right here. It's a it's a lot system, right? I haven't looked into it, but I haven't seen a way for you to buy the shit, but you probably can. Just buy at least coins or whatever, right? Yeah, probably. That's not that's not the way I'm going. Um and it comes often enough cuz even the best stuff you can the best box you can get it's 500 gold. That's like four or five matches. Of you losing. <laughs> you don't even know what that is winning. So it comes... Say again? You don't even know You don't even know how many you need to do to actually, like... You, know, you don't even know how many you need to win. Oh, no, it's like much. two if you win. Two. <laughs> it's like four or five if you consistently lose. It's like two. And basically what happens is like, okay, you'll get five I was five implying things, that you've never won because you're too bad at the game. <laughs> oh, no. I have one with bots. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I, I Oh, I tried one time. I got massacred. I only killed one guy because there was a tr- a thing right behind him, and I just shoved him right into into a pit. You're dead. No res. Bye. <laughs> turn to, turn around, and I get shoved right into the same pit I just threw old boy in. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> because I had like a sliver of health. Dude didn't even bother with just backstabbing me. He's just like, uh, ah, push. Uh, <laughs> get down there. Have a nice fall. It's like, you're not even worth my time. You have a sliver of health. The other guy had like half his bar bar there right before I just shoved him in there because I was getting my ass handed to me. Uh-huh. Because um, I'm like, I'm good at blocking, right? Um, the strikes. Or at least to where you won't get consecutive strikes on me. You'll get that first. You might get that second if you have a faster character. Right? The... Lean back with faster characters, you have to actively block because you're because you can't just switch to a stance and it'll stay there. You have to, your neutral stance is you're not blocking anything. You're going in for an attack. Yeah. So you have to actively block with some of these characters. 
those characters I do not like because I'm more of a passive, thoughtful, like yeah, thoughtful. Break your block, that sort. It's like I'm going to use my environment and like try to counter what you're doing. Like you can counter grabs, like anything that you can do in this game can be countered. There's a counter for it. The game is balanced perfectly for PvP. And it is completely skill-based. And from what I've heard, not a lot of people are doing the 1v1 actual skill-based dueling stuff. It's all 4v4. Yeah. The 4v4 is the funnest way of doing it. Right? Like, if I do... Like, the reason why I started doing 1v1s is because you have dailies called Orders. And that's a, and you can get money that way. Like, this game gives you enough, often enough. And what these loot boxes do is you can actually equip items. And the items give you best... And you can actually reforge and level them up. And there's not a chance of you losing shit when you're reforging it. Because that would be bullshit. So if you do four versus four, can you, like, strategize to, like, have all four people go after one guy at a time? Oh, Yeah. Um, if you have voice chat, everybody has yeah. voice chat activated, you can do that shit. Assume pattern Sigma, target one. It's like, go to the west court, go to mid-bridge, there's a guy right there. Alright, you three distracted from the front, I'll run up and shove my katana up his butthole. Oh no, it, you don't get, like, um, stealth kills. Or anything like that. It's just, they, it's like, okay, you, you, te- you do, um, up... You attack the up quadrant, you do the left, you do the right, and everybody just start waylaying, because you can't block every direction at once. I'll be honest, that sounds kind of bullshit. There's four guys flailing swords at me, I can't block them all at once. Ah, I'm dead. Well, yeah, it's kind of bullshit when it happens to you. And it's bullshit even when you do it. But at the same time, your team members should have your fucking back and pull the motherfuckers off you, because when you're targeting one person, the other person can backstab your fucking ass. However, if, like, if it's a 2v1 situation, you can actually get out of that. Because you can block one person while attacking the, while, while you're, how do I put this? You can block some, an attack coming from the outside, right? Uh-huh. While you're focused on a separate person. But if, like, say, two people attack you at the same time, and one, and the input to block one is uh, down and right, and to block the other one is up or down and left. You cannot block both. You're fucked. Yeah. The problem with that, if it's a four v four situation, uh, and they're both targeting you, one of them's getting a fucking broad axe to the asshole. <laughs> and so it's it's a yes, you can technically waylay and get it down and maybe and one of you are probably going to die and the other person can whittle the like 1v1 the other guy but it would be the same as if you um what typically happens is a lot of the pace of the game um dependent on the type because you have different types of 4v4s because you can the type i think it's called domination um you have three sectors that you try to take over uh-huh. Right? Sector A, B, and C. The Dynasty uh, Warriors mode. Yeah. Well, you take over Sector A, you gain points. Once you get to 1,000 points, at that point when the op- when a member of the opposite team dies, they cannot come back unless they're res by a member of their team. 
unless you perform an execution, then they can't come back any fucking ways. And executions are these dramatic kills to where when your last attack is a heavy attack, you hit X or Y and you like chop their head off or take or take the fucking cross guard of your broad sword and fucking slam it into their head. Like shit that you just are not coming back from. Yeah. So there's like enough of variety of game modes and that and domination is the funnest one. Because you actually get bonuses if you capture a point, but you get even more bonuses if you stay there and keep it guarded. Uh huh. To where you gain points faster. So it's all balanced out pretty well. The problem is is like when I'm trying to learn how to like sword the better sword play until I found uh, the one guy that's helping me train up a bit. I kept on running in these assholes that would grab and just throw you off a ledge. And I'm like, I'm trying to... Ugh. I know how to do that. I can actually kind of counter that one decently. <laughs> because if you press the grab button at the same time they do, you'll cancel each other out. And then you can get a quick sword strike saying, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> um... But yeah, there was like two hours to where it was just me and this one guy beating the shit at each other, and it would go back one way or the other, because we were right about the same skill level. Uh-huh. And actually, like, oh, okay, I kind of get a feel for this character better. Awesome. But that was for honor. Um, the only other thing I got to say about the single player, I'm about a quarter of a way through of it right now, or a third of the way through, because I did all the night stuff. I'm intrigued, but I don't see where this is ultimately going yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, from what I've heard, it's going nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, so it's, it kind of has the, okay, and what problem. Okay, all this shit happened, but now what? What does that mean? Oh, nothing, really. Okay. Yeah. Just constant war. Now, to continue the story, go play the multiplayer. Just some. That's fa- what you really fucking bought. Just some Skeletor Knight lady is saying, hey, fuck you people. Yeah, it's an entire thing about uh, people are either wolves or sheep, and she wants to call more <laughs> of the sheep so there would be more people who are aggressive and, like, you know, strong, survive, blah, blah, blah. You know that nihilistic. I want to make a nation perfect for soldiers. It'll be a, it'll be a soldier's paradise. We'll call no, it. Outer heaven. It's not even that, because at least that one had some, at least a little bit more of a pretense of pathos to it. This one doesn't even do that. It's just like, congratulations, you have basically subscribed to anti-utilitarianism. Congratulations, you're very violent, I want you in my country. Make a country of nothing but violent jerks, that can't possibly fail. You just accounted somebody, Mazel Tov! No, it's, it's not even that, it's like... It's like, like they're going through and executing people, and she's like, hold, with this one guy, because he's fighting back and shit, and it's like, you know, it's like, oh, my liege, this beast has killed 40 of our men, including so-and-so, and I'm like, and her response is like, 40? Very good. And just lets him live. <laughs> like, she was impressed. <laughs> Hey, you're incredibly violent and impossible to control, and we just helped murder a bunch of your people. I'm gonna let you live. I'm gonna let you live. I want you. I want you in my country. This totally won't backstab me in any way. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if, she, if she like fucking made him like her personal guard. Yeah, right. But dear, 
The game's pretty. It is fun. It's Dark Souls light. <laughs> In a good way. Okay, then. It's the best way I can put it. All right, cool. So, like, what else have been playing? Uh, Borderlands to pre-sequel. I've played this game before. That's the one on the moon, right? Yes. It's the one on the moon of Pandora. The Australian moon? Um, yes, the Australian moon. Crikey! I, I did not know one little thing about this game. Hey, what was that? There's this thing called a weapons grinder. I like I never really like I knew it was a thing because they introduced it to you in a mission. I just didn't know how it works. I never looked into it. I'm just like, uh, no. Now apparently there's actual recipes to where like say if you want a sniper rifle, you take a shotgun, an assault rifle, and a shield of the, all the same rarity, and it pops out a sniper rifle guaranteed every time. With your accent you and with your accent and like the compression over the internet, I keep thinking you're saying Snapple mm-hmm. rifle. Yeah, Snapple Raffle. It shoots apples. Snapple Apple. Yeah, it's like, it hey, here's, Snapple in, here's an interesting fact of the day, motherfucker. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a skit with that now. <laughs> Just all he does. Like a guy with a Snapple Raffle that shoots Snapple bottles. Like, interesting fact of the day. You're, You're dead. dead. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, pass you a Snapple. He's like, sure. Ah, my fingers. Uh, I, I can see just so like, shoot sniper. bottle hits him in the face, he falls over and it like it just trickles into his mouth as he lays there. Mm, but flavor. They, but they Ugh. have But they have um how how this thing works is you put in three items of the same um rarity. And it can pop off pop up something of the exact same rar- rarity or one tier up. There's a slight chance for that, right? Yeah. So now me and my buddy have a uh, thing going to where once we're done, done, we're getting ready to log out. We don't do like one last mission. No, we spend an hour or two just spending all of our cash at the slot machines and going grinding weapons to get better gear that is at our level. <laughs> Like, I, I'm serious. Most of the shit on my character right now is at purple rarity, which is the third best thing, because there's these things called glitch weapons that I also didn't know about, which are pink. <laughs> and, no, not the weapons themselves. Like, it goes, like, the text, it'll be white, green, blue, purple, orange, then pink. Or glitch weapons. Uh, orange is legendary, purple's rare, blue is not as rare, green is like uncommon, then white is just common and not even worth it. Just pedestrian. Oh, it's funny that you put it that way. So guess which character I'm using? The pedestrian? No, I'm using Lady Aurella Hammerlock, <laughs> who is so posh it hurts. And would say something that, like, oh, it's so pedestrian, darling. Um, she's basically your exorbitantly wealthy socialite bitch. Well, with a name like Hammerlock, how could they not be? Exactly. On top of this, um, it, I find it funny that she acts like a complete ice queen 
And yet her special ability is that she throws this thing that goes from one person to the other. Like, it'll go from one person until they're dead. Then go to the other person until they're dead. And it just does a- I- ass damage. Yes, it does ass damage. Oh, ice yeah. damage. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and I just looked at a picture of Aurelia. Free. I just looked at a picture of Lady Aurelia Hammerlock. And motherfucker, she is... God damn that collar. It, she has all the colors popped up all the way. It is ludicrous. Right? <laughs> it's like she has this huge diamond on her neck as a brooch. Yeah. So but, she uh, takes yeah. inspiration from the rap crew. Basically. Um, so, I, since I'm pl- using this character specifically to play with someone else, I decided to look through and because I'm kind of more of a sniper type of guy in Borderlands. Yeah. I found the perfect fucking skill tree. This is the perfect class, because I just picked this character on a whim. I didn't really think this shit out. Um, She has, on the contractual atrocity, or estrest, whatever. Fuck it. Aristocrats. Aristocracy? There we go. Blah. I'm like, atrocitous. Yeah, atrocity. Uh, it's atrocious in how some of the shit she says, which is awesome. Contractual but, aristocracy. Uh, the, yeah, uh, contractual aristocracy. The thing is, is how it works is you hold, press and hold V. You, uh, the person who's going to be your servant that you're going to be the master to. Yeah, go ahead and make the BDSM jokes now, because I already have. <laughs> While playing. Um, yeah, he does seem a bit like somebody who contract. would be into, who'd be super into pegging. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but. Do you hold um, V to peg? <laughs> okay, so one of the things is, killing an enemy grants you a de- stack of duchess. You gain increased accuracy for each stack of duchess. All stack of duchess are lost upon your death and or the death of your servant. You're like, okay, whatever. Now, here's where it gets, starts gets interesting. When your servant kills an enemy, you gain a stack of valet. You and your servant gain increased reload speed for each stack of valet. All stacks are lost upon the termination of your contract. Valet does nothing when you do not have a servant. Here's the thing. It max at 100% or at... Um, at a hundred stacks, uh huh. So you can get it to where your load load speed is cut in fucking half. <laughs> um. Then you can have increased shield capacity and max health for you and your servant. You must have a servant for the skill to work. To where you're actually weaker if you don't have a fucking servant. So again, well, yeah, you're a one, duchess. Right? You're one of the aristos. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's a reason why the aristocrats have weak chins. Um, yeah, they have weak, they have weak chins another. because everybody else takes the punches for them. This is the one I, I like the most. Um, I think it's you first, or... No, hold up. Yeah, keeping your chin up. It's like the fourth tier one, right? While bound by a contract wherein you are the master... Kills made by other party bound by your contract restore health of the second party. Can keep your chin up. Does not restore health of the other parties in a vehicle. Basically, if I kill somebody and neither one of us is in a vehicle, my partner gets healed. And uh, my 
the person I'm playing with is playing the uh, six shooter chick, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So she kills a lot more people than I do. So if I get in trouble, she'll usually kill a bunch of people real quick, and I'll gain like a quarter of my health back. I just I love some of these fucking names for these skills. I'm looking at the skill tree. It's like excellent shot, madam. Pod snappery, save the queen, and a backhand to remember. Yes. Which is a backhand is a- that is so cold it does cryo damage. <laughs> yes. Backhanding enemies also highly motivates you and your eye allows granting increased movement speed and reload speed for a whole for a short time. I have not been able I haven't got that far yet. Um oh, fuck. I probably won't get that one. Right? And I'm right now make, trying to make up my mind between the other two ski, skill trees on which one I'm going to go through. I'm thinking the Huntress, because Sniper. Oh, yes. The plebeian of the Duchess skill trees. The plebeian. Oh. If you'll excuse me, my servant but, and I have a tennis match to go ridicule. Come, Joffrey! <laughs> Coming, madam. Uh, it is the 85-year-old man in a suit. I hope Joffrey doesn't choke. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I beat him hard enough that anything he chokes on comes flying out of his fucking face. <laughs> nice. Oh, I like this one. Magic bullet. Scoring a critical hit causes you to regenerate health for a few seconds. The closer you are to enemy, the more health is regenerated. Additionally, scoring a critical hit with a sniper rifle creates a healing nova centered at the enemy. Healing nearby allies and granting them a second wind if needed. Healing novas restore more health the further you are from your target. I so, am aiming for that one. <laughs> so a critical, a critical sniper shot heals Basically, everyone nearby. Except the person that got shot, of course. Or yeah, kills everybody that's nearby, or kills all your allies that are nearby. Why? Why? Because what I'll do typically is, um, Revy is the name of the person I'm t- playing with. She'll run out and pull aggro, and or she, I'll shoot one guy, then she'll run in and start doing her thing. And uh, she's confused on how she's got more XP than me. And it's like, well, it's because you kill more things than me. She's like. How? Because usually when I'm running to kill a guy, I have to change which guy I'm running to to kill because you keep headshotting them. (laughs) (laughs) With a name like Magic Bullet, I would expect that skill, like, you get a critical and then the bullet shoots an additional three times. (laughs) It's like you get a critical and it does massive damage to everybody else and the flavor text should read back and to the left. You get a critical, and then and then another another shot is fired from a nearby grassy knoll. <laughs> yeah, the knoll is just generated. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Oh, God! And then you just look over, you see just a knoll is there, like in the fucking middle of a desert. Or in the tundra. <laughs> it's like, how's a grassy knoll in, on the moon in a non-atmosphere environment? How's the grassy... You know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to ask. Space grass, dog. The cockroaches made it. But, but yeah, the um, the center skill tree, cold money, is all about upping the ice powers. And I'm like, that's not how I'm playing this character. Like, yes, I do use the crowd damage because sometimes it will freeze them. And I like that aspect of it. If that makes sense. Where it's like, oh, awesome. Easy headshot. You're not fucking moving. Yeah, I got that. Done. 
But yeah, uh, this this skill tree is, is the type that, or not this skill tree, but this character is the type that's like, I only like cold weapons and you might want to have someone else to help me out. I thought you were going to say, I only like Cold War. I'm going to say, oh, that's kind of a boring game then, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, man, it's all about political tension this oh. time. It'll, it'll be a telltale game. It's just two, pe- it's just two people like standing there like... One Do of these days go wrong. We might start. We might shoot you one day. One of these days, I yeah. might end up stabbing you. It's like twenty year cocktails. Be ready. Oh God! But just imagine. No, imagine. Now, now, imagine that's a game. Imagine the game is trying to keep the Cold War from escalating. J- just like Papers Please, where you are the only sane person in the country, and everybody else is like, "We need to fucking nuke these assholes." So you have to do everything you can to keep that from happening. <laughs> That sounds like you lose the game. Nuke the commies. No, exactly. It's like, it, it is papers please, but it is trying to prevent the end of mutually assured destruction. I, I know the perfect name for it. It's a mad, mad world. That uh, didn't... That might run into some problems legally. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Some somebody could make an argument that like that is a misleading name. I don't know. I've, no. I've, I've seen I've seen lawsuits. No. I've seen lawsuits brought about for dumber shit. No, a mad, right? Just as written out as to be angry, mad, right? M dot a dot d world. You forgot a dot after the d. Yeah. M dot A dot D dot world. <laughs> where the full title is literally A Mad Majorly Assured Destruction World. But yeah, okay, that could work. Short. So that name, like that, that's something so to where... That name is know. Copyright Dust or Prods, just so you know. Yes, 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 yes. We're totally filing it right now. It's pending. Yep, absolutely. This is, uh, this is a Canadian but, copyright claim. Uh... Yeah, that will still hold up in most countries. That you yeah, yes, yeah, so this way, yes, yeah, so this time, if you um, if you violate that copyright claim, uh, then not only will you get sued, we will also start we will start attacking your house with hockey pucks. Until you say, but don't worry, to get the lawsuit dropped, all you have to go out have to do is go out while the hockey pucks are flying, get on your knees and say, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, but then we'll go. Oh, exactly. Okay. And I hear okay. I was I hear I was gonna say you were gonna cover them with maple syrup and have moose trample them, but okay, that works too. Nope. If it goes on for long enough, then we call them the Zambonis. Oh no, not the Zambonis. We will very, very slowly demolish your house. You're you're <laughs> gonna be dead in five minutes. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> Getting killed by a fucking Zamboni. But yeah. I'm actually just imagining um, somebody doing like a you guys ever see that um, incredibly slow murder with the horribly inefficient weapon? Oh, the spoon? Yeah, no. just like doing that. Right, but he's just slapping like, him with a spoon. Yeah, like doing that, but doing that in the style of Duel, that movie about the killer truck driver, but with a Zamboni. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's chasing people with oh, a Zamboni. God. It's like, I just like, it's like he thought he was just passing him on the road, but now the Zamboni will not leave him alone. And then just like, wake, dude, and, I'm trying to fucking sleep. He just wakes up. It just wakes up at like three in the morning. Just hear. You just see a zamboni slowly making his way up his driveway. Or it's like it's just hitting his door, backing up. 
a little bit, hitting his door, backing up a little bit, hitting his door. Dude, it, dude, it, chases, like, it chases him all over the country, and, like, you keep you keep seeing him, like, rocketing by, and then, like, 30 seconds later, the Zamboni slowly chugs along behind him. 30 seconds, 30 minutes. It's like, mm-hmm. and then, like, the ghostly guy driving the Zamboni is like, hey, did you guys see a fucking, like, 2012 Prius drive by here? That's the problem, the fucking Prius. And also, the Zamboni wouldn't like have to keep backing up. It just like it's like hits the door and like, and just very very slowly, you just hear the wood start to creak and break as the force of the Zamboni begins to push through. Because Zambonis are fucking heavy things. Yeah, just a mass of it just slowly. Yeah, just like fucking Uh, three days later, your door finally snaps. Alright. Last game that I've played this past week, and this is going to be easy to describe. Enter the Gungeon. I'm assuming um, that's a game about a, some kind of gun. I'm assuming that's a game about some kind of dungeon for guns. Yes, basically, you shoot bullets with bullets to get get bullets for your bullets and guns, and yeah, it's just it's a awesome. cave. It's made out of guns. So basically, here's the <clears throat> story. I a detect big, a little bit of sarcasm there. Really, I detect I detect resentment. Is. No, no, there's no resentment because this this thing because honestly the the attitude is story, fuck the story. We're just here to have fun and shoot shit in the face, aren't you? Bitch, fuck your story. Our game's called Enter the Gungeon. Our it's like okay, here's some of the weapons you can pick up, and this is a um, third person over the head two D shooter, right? So not really third person um, then. Well, when I say third person, I mean like you're looking at it like say the same way third person that linked to the past is. You're not looking at it through their eyes. You're looking at it's a two D isometric perspective. Yeah. Anyways, so some of the guns you can get is the NES Zapper. It has like five or six rounds in the chamber, and on the last round, it shoots the duck hut dunk, duck dunk, duck. <laughs> Yeah, it just fucking dunks on him. And the, the it dog, does a it, lot it, just, more it just shoots the dog out, then the, the, like generates a basketball hoop behind the guy where he just like dunks one of the ducks and just like <laughs> it lasts as he just slowly sinks behind him. <laughs> and it's like, you just got uh, dunked. Also, um, it has like standard weapons like the AK 47. And for the flavor text, it says, accept no substitutions. Okay. So, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, please go watch Jackie Brown. For the love of God, watch that movie. But probably one of my favorite guns is the Anvilian. Do you shoot anvils? Out of a wooden crate. (laughs) (laughs) Then you also have the D-pad, which shoots in four directions. At once. Okay. How do you not shoot yourself? Uh, you can't shoot yourself. Video so game logic. Oh, Fuck you. so so basically, so you're basically just shooting bullets through yourself, and it doesn't hurt because you're the player. Yeah, you're the player. You can't hurt yourself with your if own. You bullets. expected logic. You probably shouldn't have picked the game with the title called Gungeon. Yeah, right. But the best pull for we're going to make a weapon out of we're going to make a weapon out of the game. 
at or make this weapon and put it in the game is the game the gun from the moon in the nights with Aquatine Hunger Force. And yes, it does travel short, slow as hell, but when it hits, it kills basically anything that isn't a dungeon boss. Do the Moon Knights show up and just like start just roasting whoever you fucking shoot at? No, but it does have flavor text that's kind of interesting. But, okay. Yeah. Like every weapon has flavor text. Every item has flavor text. Some of the items include... Um, like say, like you have four different classes you can pick. Basically, you just ha- different starting loadouts is all it is, right? Yeah. Um, I go usually with a soldier because you get one extra hit before your health starts getting hurt, right? Because you can get hit six times before you die. With him, it's seven. Um, also, he's a little bit more accurate because of one of the items he has, and he starts with a pistol with a. Six shots. Yes, I literally did the clicking motion and act like I was playing the game to go, yep, it's that many. (laughs) That's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, it Um, is. But basically, here's how it works. It's a bullet hell game, but if you get in a position to where I I can't maneuver with the WSD around this, okay, hit right click, you'll dodge roll out of the way. By the way, this is made by a company named Dodge Roll. Of course it is. Because, of course, the game's got a great sense of humor. It's that 1632-bit era graphic style that's pretty to look at. It's fun. It's fast-paced. And I cannot get past the third level of the dungeon because it's a roguelike, so every time you die, you start all the fuck over. The only caveat is is that you can use uh, gungeon money to buy more... Uh, things to potentially drop like new guns, new items, stuff like that. Yeah. So it gets easier because you have a pull a better shit to pull from and get lucky and get. Like uh, one of the things, my favorite things to get if for boss fighting not is a gun to where it's basically a little demon head and it shoots a little laser that's apparently demonic energy from hell. I have no idea where they got this idea from. I don't um, know. But if anybody finds out, this game is doomed. <laughs> um, another one. Another gun that's great for room clearing. Not, But it's not the most efficient use of ammo for the thing. Because outside of your, the, your starting weapon, you can run out of ammo. Yeah. Is uh, like the king of guns. And basically it's a bunch of pistols strapped together in a 360 degree array with a crown on it. I knew I knew that was coming. I was like, it's a bunch of guns with a crown on it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I could just tell by the name. Do, do you have the Roger Rabbit gun? Not yet. But I have ran in some very funny ones. Like there's one called Double Helix. And it just shoots two bullet, two bullets in helix patterns. Is that useful or no? Not really. Uh, actually, yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of a hard to be accurate. It's hard to hit them with both with, but it's actually like powerful enough to where if you hit them two twice, the weaker enemies would are dead with, and with your standard gun, it takes up like four or five hits. 
So it's actually like more powerful, so the inaccuracy does help. Like every gun has a gimmick, right? Yeah. Um you got but you but then you have guns that are completely normal, like the Mac ten. It works like you'd expect a fucking eight bit Mac ten to work like it shoots bullets really fucking fast. Um but if you actually beat a boss without taking a hit the entire thing and that includes like you don't take a hit means straight up just that you don't take a hit not, oh I didn't take any health damage no you can't take any damage at all including your armor they'll pop up two items and when you kill them you normally get the first item and it's a random pull the second item is always the same based upon the level like first chamber second chamber so on because there's only six chambers yeah and like a gun it gives you it gives you an extra uh, round of health or an extra two hits to where instead of your max hits being six it's uh four or not four wow oh, wrong direction dumbass eight eight what's really funny is how how they did the hearts for the game they're two bullets like nine millimeter bullets positioned like a heart So what I'm getting from all this is that this is a game about guns. Yeah, and your enemies are typically bullets. Well, yeah, I mean, guns don't kill people, bullets do. Yes. So you have to kill the bullets with bullets to get more bullets. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah, and your ammo and your ammo are like spent casings. That's what the bullets drop when you kill them. Okay. Also, um... You have interesting items, like one of them's a shield to where you just, you become invulnerable for a second, but you can't really move. Another one's um, a jar of bees. That seems Not useful. A jar of bees. You can't spam it, but you can use it, then kill a few guys, then use it again, then kill a few guys. Do they go, ah, no, not the bees, not the bees. Do they go, bees, my god. My god, bees. Apparently, I know somebody that watches Linkara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, there's also... One of the more useful ones for me, at least, um, was, it just comes standard with the uh, the soldier. It's called a supply drop. Basically, you press space, the used item... It uses it. It's a one-time use. That's the only shitty part about it. Or the only downside about it, I guess. And it drops an a, uh, ammo reload. So you can go, okay, now that I'm out of this ammo, ammo for this really awesome gun, there. But this game has like a lot of meta narrative or a huge, deep community. Like, um, you know, I had a... That's how I learned what the gun muncher did and... Basically, what a gun muncher is, is you feed it two guns, and it shoots one out. So if you have two guns, I'm like, these guns suck for this level of play. Like, say if you're on the third level, and you got two guns there, I'm like, I'm never going to use these, because they don't do enough damage down here. So you turn those in, and you might get a better gun. Or you might get an even shittier gun, or a gun that's just about the same. You know, it's a crap roll. But there's so many like little built-in systems that this is going to be a game I'm going to be playing for a goddamn while. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. That's what I've been playing. All right, then. Cool. Alex. 
I'm going to pass this week because I've been playing <laughs> Super Robot Wars V and I'm still going to be playing Super Robot Wars V and that's probably all I'm going to have for next time too. So I'll just wait till I finish the game. Okay then. And that way we have one long big thing. Just like, Pr- pretty much. Just all, I can say, all I'll say so far is that the translation is much better than the last one they translated. I do have a qu- question for you that maybe you can share whatever you, your answer with the viewers. Have you played Fire Emblem Heroes? Because I uh, think no, you might have talked about it, but I can't remember. Uh, no, I've never, I've not played that game. Uh, I mean, I, what's what's it for? I know there's a lot of Fire Emblem games. Android. Android. Oh no, I don't really have the capability of playing phone games. My yeah. phone is pretty crappy. Figure out to ask because it sounds like something that would be right up your alley. He's got a Motorola but... Razor. Yeah. It, it it's a dumbed down version of Fire Emblem. Like it has, it's very pick up and play. I mean, I'd give it a shot if I could, but uh, maybe someday, yeah. maybe one day, maybe. Good one news, day. it's free. But anyway, so that's what I'm playing. Then on to news. Yeah. So first up, Hori announced via Twitter that they have <laughs> officially made. A Nintendo Switch fight stick. Who? Hori. I've never heard of that company, and that's beautiful. I'm sorry, I'm acting like I'm 12 right now. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I thought it, but I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, Hori has like, Hori has been around for a while. They are a Japanese company. They make fight sticks. They make. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, they they make fight sticks. They make uh like. Various game peripherals. They apparently make keyboards too. The like the only reason why I brought it up up is because I did this because you spit took me. You caused me to do a spit take. He's like, what? What did he say? <laughs> no, I literally was like, okay, let's drink a little water. That's because you are a child. I am turning thirty this year, but inside I'm twelve. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is the same. I mean, this is a country that gave us a villain named Full Frontal. So you know, eh, they, yeah, they don't enough. know these. They don't know these things. But yeah, so no, some no. Unless you're Studio Fifty One, then you know these things and have fun with them. So the fight stick is called the Real Arcade Pro Five Hayabusa. Uh huh. That's really fancy sounding. Nothing specific has been uh, has been said about it, including a release date or a price point. And at this point, it looks like the thing will only really be useful for Ultra Street Fighter Two. So, so we know nothing about it beyond it's, it has a really cool name. We we can assume I mean, some things about like the build quality and stuff of it and how it will actually function. It's just like it, it's a fight stick. We know how yeah. those work. Yeah, I I just have to say that's an awesome name because it sounds like a final attack in the in like Dragon Ball when it was all like Wolf Thing Fist. Yeah. Moving on to more substantial news. Mm-hmm. Xbox just announced uh, this week that they that this spring they'll be going forward with an initiative called the Xbox Game Pass. Okay. So the Xbox Game Pass is a gaming subscription service. Along lines like a PS, along lines like a PlayStation Now or something, which will give you access to over 100 Xbox One as well as backwards compatible Xbox 360 titles for 10 bucks a month. Okay, so it's like a rental solution. Except, yeah, kind of. It's it's a subscription thing where you get where you just get these games, you get you, and you have them for as long as you pay. 
Yeah. And when I say have them, I mean like have them. The the big the big thing mm-hmm. the big uh, like bonus that this has over PS Now is that PS Now is streaming, where where mm-hmm. you just input commands or whatever, and that goes to a separate server which is playing the game, and the and the visual just just gets streamed back to you. This you get mm-hmm. full access to them, which means you download them. You actually just full on get these games that then whether they work on a license until you stop paying. Yeah, this is something I never understood from PlayStation. Is that like say um, with you have you're paying for your PSN stuff, right? And you're getting the games that they're only yours while you're paying. Yes, right. And you download them. So why the hell they couldn't they implement the same systems they already made for you know the rest PSN. of the things because they because they're they idiots. want more of your the money. Video. Oh, because they're greedy. Yeah. So, anyway. No, see, if you're really greedy, if you want to go with that argument, if they were greedy, they would have just went with, hey, we've already spent all this money in development on this. Let's not make, let's not spend more money by doing it a different way. It, it just makes no fucking sense to me. But, yeah. So, I honestly uh, think it was ignorance on their part. Yeah. So, the games that uh, they have available to you uh, come from publishers, including Microsoft, obviously. Uh, 2K, 505, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Codemasters, Deep Silver, Focus Home Interactive, Sega, SNK, THQ Nordic, and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. What? No Lion Head? Nope, no Lion's Head. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to go for that low blow. <laughs> yeah, so all this will be coming out in spring. Uh, and... On top of that, if you are an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, then any games available through Xbox Game Pass, as well as all their downloadable content and stuff, will be at, will be available at a discount. So if you want to buy the mm-hmm. game and like not have to pay for anything, if like if a service is something that you're paying for but you don't really want to anymore, but you still want some of the games, you'll be able to get them at a reduced price with this thing. Yeah, which is nice. Okay, let's see, a hundred a hundred and twenty a year. Right? Yeah. I somehow doubt the newest and greatest will be on here ever. Uh, you know. Some of the games that will be coming out in spring is uh, Halo 5, Guardians, Payday 2, NBA 2K16, and Soul Calibur 2. Yeah. Like they like the older games go on this, I'm guessing. Right? Because they want you to buy new games. Like, it's not... It, this is this essentially works like a, like a PS... It actually works like almost like the PS Plus instant game collection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where, like, yeah, a lot of the games they release will be, you know, older games from a few generations ago. But every once in a while, they'll be releasing something that just came out, like, last year. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, it won't be like, hey, this fucking game just got released. It's available for 80 bucks, or you can play it, or you can play it unlimited for only 10 bucks a month. I'm not going to be doing that, obviously. Yeah, no, not, uh... So, but for that price, if you're someone that... Hey, if I want to, sp- I can spend one hundred twenty dollars a year and get two games, or one hundred twenty dollars a year and get this amount of games. This is a smart fucking buy. Yeah, and uh, as and as the um, you- as the every month the new games will be cycled into the subscription with some cycling out, so it will be constantly updating as to what's actually available to you. Mm-hmm. See, it's it's really weird now. Like Xbox has been for a while now, just straight ripping off all of a. Uh, playstation's ideas but doing them kind of better 
Yeah. But, but you know, that's part of business is, is like, someone offers a service, you can offer the same service but better. Or at least to better fill a different niche sometimes. Uh-huh. Say Coke and Pepsi. It's like, one happened, then the other happened, because they're both fucking soft drinks, but not everybody likes Pepsi. Not everybody likes Coke. They're two separate companies for a reason. And who benefits the most? The consumer. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this this will all be coming out, uh, like I said, in spring with 100, with 100 titles, including Xbox One titles and backwards-compatible Xbox 360 titles. Uh, it will only be available on Xbox One, though. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's coming. Yeah, they're dropping support for the 360. I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. And then, final piece of news. So, Target accidentally announced ahead of time, announced ahead of when Warner Brothers actually wanted to announce it, that a sequel to Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor is coming out. It's called Shadow of War. Uh, Please explain how they did this, because this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, It's funny. I'm pretty sure they put it up for sale before the game was even announced. No, it's not quite. They put up a listing, a placeholder listing, with the title. Yep. And the box art. And Yeah, the title, the box art, and when the what they were when what you're supposed to do is you put up a listing, but it's a bullshit listing that nobody can see and it just holds the skew. Right? Uh-huh. So everybody knows what the skew is. And then when it comes time to start selling it or even selling pre-orders, then you list out the rest of the stuff. But somebody got lazy and just uploaded the wrong document or some shit. Yeah. Or the wrong build and got ahead of themselves. So, whoops. Yeah, so, and these things happen all the time, like they happen on Amazon. Yeah, so it has since been officially announced and everything. Uh, the game will be coming on August 22nd this year to PC, PS4, and Xbox. And we are getting a new trailer the day after this podcast goes up on March, with, with, uh, with the thing going up on March 8th. However, a Reddit user uh, got a couple of seconds of the trailer, which included snapshots of Talion, our main character, riding a dragon. Which potentially could mean that there will be flying mounts. No way. That's a thing. Flying mounts. But that is a... Okay, now we get finally get that... See the result of why didn't they just take the eagles? Dragons. That's why, asshole. Watch this. Yeah, like in the last game, in the first game, you could um, control uh, the weird little lion things or the weird little like skin cat things or the giant motherfuckers. So it makes sense that you'd be able to fucking fly a giant fucking dragon in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've seen what that is on August 22nd, because I am really looking forward to that game. I fucking love that first one. You know, I've never played the first one. Dude. I've just enjoyed watching it. It is super good. Dude. Dude. Hey, you know this computer I just got? Yeah. That required me me not buying games for a year. It was everybody else buying shit for me. Or I get to buy shit on my birthday, because it's a special occasion. Well, now you have no excuse. 
now I, now I'm waiting for funds to get up. Give me a minute or two because um, I'd rather get ukulele, which is coming out soon. Okay, but Shadow Mortar is out. Shadow Mortar is out now. Yeah, but and chi- and probably on the cheap. Kazooie. Yeah, I'll probably I'll get to it eventually. Anywho, that was for news. On to the releases. <laughs> so for this week, the week of March 7th, we have Near Automata. Or Automata. Did that actually come out for PC or not? Because I lost track. It says it is on the internet. <laughs> Go to Steam. We also have uh, the physical release of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 coming to Xbox, PC, and PS4. Okay, well, not a physical release coming to PS4. Not a physical release coming to PC, but it's getting Close released enough. on those other platforms. We got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's about it for this week. Next week is something called White Day, a labyrinth named School. Is that the whole title? Yep. Huh. It is a reimagining of an of a Korean horror game of the same name that was released back in two thousand one. So now it's getting that our foreign horror games also are keep constantly being re updated and re released. So thank you for this week. Thank you all for joining us. That's it. Right. That's the only game. That's all that's coming out next week. It's fucking nothing, and then the week after that is fucking Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah. That's By the right. way, to update on Near Automata, yes, it is available on Steam. But it will not. Uh, so, and it unlocks on the uh, March 17th. So, you can pre order it and preload it now. Yay. Thank you, Ziploc Hype Machine. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is it was a story for about a month. Is it coming out on the PC or isn't? Because Square wouldn't ever fucking clarify that shit. So, I quit caring. Okay. I didn't know. Or they hadn't they hadn't quite made a decision yet. Yeah, that's basically probably what happened, so I expect it to be bugged. So thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks' time with episode of the Astroprods.com video games podcast. In between now and then they're gonna be having our regular run of news baby reviews podcasts. Ow! Kinds of bullshit, but until then I'm dead. I'm Bob. We'll see you guys next time.